Sometimes you feel so alone and overwhelmed, you don't know where to turn. These days, it seems like there is no end to our problems. We invite you to connect with Silent Unity, the 24-hour prayer ministry where someone is waiting to pray with you right now. Since 1890, Silent Unity has always been there. No judgment or dogma, just someone affirming the best for you. Call 816-969-2000 today. You can also connect online at unityprayervigil.org. You're listening to Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Get in tune with the sun, moon, and stars. This is Astrology with Yasmin. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Astrology with Yasmin. This is my weekly radio show on Unity Online Radio. And uh, this week we are going to be talking about the new moon. It happens to be in Virgo, but don't think that means it doesn't apply to you if you're another sign. It applies to everybody in different ways. Uh, We're also going to be talking about what the planets are doing this week around the uh, new moon because that's actually quite interesting. And and for the first time in a few weeks, it's actually really good news. So um, I'm pretty happy about that. Um, I'll be telling you about some events I've got coming up, namely a, a free online new moon ceremony, and uh, which I'd love you to join me with. And also, if you are Scorpio rising, keep your ears peeled because I have special information for anyone who happens to be Scorpio rising. But um, before we go any further, I actually wanted to let you know that I have a really amazing guest on the show uh, this week. And uh, some of you know I have guests on every now and then when someone's doing something, you know, that they, they're willing to come on and talk to me. And right now um, in the UK, I know a lot of the listeners here are from the United States of America, but for all the English people and especially anyone in or near London, Oh, actually, no, sorry, I correct myself because the, the event that we're gonna, I'm going to talk to you about today that William's doing is online. So hang on, scrap all that. doesn't matter where you are in the world. I have an amazing guest on today. So I'm going to give you his official biography in a minute. But first, I just want to say basically William Bloom, because that's his name, uh, apart from being a double Aquarian, he just told me, um, is considered the most, uh, the foremost meditation teacher in the United Kingdom in the UK. And I can attest to this. I've been meditating for, I don't know, longer than I want to say. I mean, it's at least 20 years. And... Um, Honestly, I thought I knew my I thought I knew about meditation. I learned meditation from different people. I learned from this amazing, slightly crazy woman who was just off the scale good at making people have shifts in their life. I learned from someone called Dr. Tom Knowles, who teaches the Vedic tradition. Uh, I learned in India, I got a whole new mantra in India from my Indian spiritual teacher there, Sri Shakti Narayanayama. I thought I knew what meditation was. And then I went to a lecture last year, I think it was, might have been the year before, but I think it was last year with William Bloom. 
And that was in London. And it blew my mind. It blew my mind. And um, William Bloom just has a way of taking meditation and turning it upside down and making sort of like everything you thought you knew about meditation, you're like, oh, okay, well, actually I knew nothing about meditation or I had a very narrow view of meditation. Let's put it like that. So let me tell you about him, the official rap, now that I've given you an idea of who he is to me. Dr. William Bloom is one of the UK's leading authors and educators in the field of holistic spirituality and health. His many books include The Endorphin Effect, The Power of Modern Spirituality and Psychic Protection. He is director of the Spiritual Companions Trust and pioneered the first UK vocational qualification uh, in spirituality and health. He is a fellow of the Findhorn Foundation. For those of you who know about Findhorn, it's probably one of the most magical, mystical, mystery school type places in the world. I haven't been there yet, but I've heard all about it. Uh, up in uh, Scotland, and he co-founded Alternatives, um, which is an amazing uh, sort of outfit here in London where they get amazing people in to speak. Like, you know, if, if Gabby Bernstein comes to London, she'll probably talk at Alternatives or Deepak Chopra or, you know, Marion Williamson or whoever. So he's currently number 36 uh, on Watkins' list of the 100 most spiritually influential people living in the world today. My goodness, that's quite the thing, isn't it? And his background includes living for two years off-grid um, in southern Morocco, which sounds pretty amazing. So there we go. Welcome to the show. Can I call you William or Dr. Bloom or what should I no. call you? Call me Your Royal Highness or Your, your Majesty Highness. if you're in Welcome welcome welcome. So I mean one thing that I am always sort of preaching um as I because I am an astrologer as you may or may not know I know you just had a random request for me to be on the show but I'm an astrologer and so I'm always doing meditations and we do new moon meditations and full moon meditations and all sorts of meditations um and I think one of the reasons I wanted to ask you to come on the show is partly because of that amazing workshop you did um, in actually at the Study Society, just to help you remember which one it was. It was with Venetia at Alternatives at the Study Society probably a year ago or something. And um, But also just because I think meditation is kind of like, and you may not even agree with this, I kind of think meditation is almost the answer to everything. You know, like if you just meditate, your life will improve. Do you agree with that or am I a fanatic? Um, you, you sound like a little bit of a fanatic. Um, I was I was a fanatic once about meditation. I was Ernest Ernie, the world's uh, most fundamentalist, serious meditator. Um, I've since loosened up a bit. Okay. Um, but I do think that anybody who is serious about doing spiritual growth, spiritual development, yeah. I think meditation is... Um, absolutely fundamental for us um and by spiritual growth i mean kind of three things which i think everybody will relate to one is that we develop more love and compassion the second is that we develop more mindfulness and consciousness and awareness and the third is that we 
deepen our connection with all that is, with God, Goddess, whatever you call it. So there's those three things, love, consciousness, and connection. And I think if you're doing spiritual growth, the meditation is the most um, profound path and the most and the, and the fastest path actually yeah i mean so i'm just writing those down love consciousness and connection just from my own little notes so yeah i mean like yeah it's just amazing like i've got so many questions for you but let's start with i mean before i say oh, let's start with what what is meditation then why why does it lead us to god or goddess or spirituality because it surely does I think the thing to understand is that when somebody is quiet and completely inside their own inner space, when they're completely in their internal space, and they've managed to um, center down and be at ease in their body, and they're breathing softly and calmly, and their hearts are open, and and they have a sense of... um, the beginnings of a sense of love and the beginnings of, of a sense of connection. It's in the privacy of that interior world that people can guide and expand and experiment with what's happening to their consciousness, you know? At the end of the day, it doesn't matter what school you started your meditation in, regardless of what school it is, and it could be Indian, Hindu, Sufi, Kabbalistic, Pagan, Christian, Jewish, whatever school, at the end of the day, it's you sitting alone or walking alone, and you go into interior silence, and that's where you find your journey, and that's where you find your pathway. So, And then inside that inner space, there are different things to do that explore consciousness, that explore energy, that explore healing, that explore connection with goddess, that, for for example, um, a most basic practice would be there you are in your own interior silence, you have a sense of connection with goddess, God, the flow, all that is, and you just choose to allow that to be felt more deeply by you. You empty and you surrender, you yield to it like being in a hot tub or in a beautiful massage. You let spirit enter you more fully. <clears throat> and, and meditation is the most deep place to do that practice. Mm. And yeah. it's very private. It's a very private path. And it's the place where you will meet your mind and feelings of resistance and feelings of irritability, irritability, you know, and you'll have little stories about, oh, why did my daughter not treat me properly? Why why am I in conflict with that neighbor? All that stuff would arise in you. And yet, in the middle of all that irritability and all the normal human arousals, there you are at ease and just watching it. And you develop this higher mind, this watchful mind, this compassionate mind that can work with all your shadow stuff and difficulties. It's, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a great place to do personal development meditation. Yeah, yeah. So I remember when we did your course, uh, when I did your course, one of the things that really blew my mind was this idea that, you know, I've basically, as it, 
as it as it happens, I've learned and also taught, you know, mantra meditation. And it's always been about mantra, mantra, mantra. And one thing that William did in this course, and I'm I'm going to tell you about another course he's about to start running and that I'm doing and I can't wait, um, was, you know, you kind of went, well, you can do breath meditation, you can do guided meditation, you can do mandala meditation, you can do journaling meditation, yoga, shaking, running, swimming, you know, and I was like, oh, my God, I never even realised candle meditation, crystals, you know, and it was like, what? It's like you took all the rules off or something. Is that do you find a lot of people are like me thinking, oh, it's just it's just turned into mantra meditation somehow? People get very attached to whatever method they learned in the first place. You know? Um, they go, Oh, this this is the way to do it. But but if if you go to the essence of what's going on, what's going on is is that when people start meditation, what's actually going on is they have a private interior instinct. And that instinct says, it would be good for me to chill out a bit, to be more quiet, to be more still, to be more connected. That's, that's the basic instinct. Now, depending on the kind of person you are, what is the gateway? What's the method that's going to most easily take you into that space of being quiet, at ease, connected watchful now for some people it may be just sitting there reading a book sacred texts prayers for other people it may be sitting in landscape for other people many many meditators is just sitting quietly noticing your breath and waiting just waiting patiently for everything to subside and then you've got these all these other schools for example which as you mentioned mantra <clears throat> there are traditions of mantra in hinduism in Christianity, in Judaism, in Islam, you know. And that's it, what's happening is the repetition of the prayer of the word, of the meaningful affirmation. It's the repetition over a period of minutes, maybe five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, allows the individual to go into that state of being at peace and being quiet. So it's a gate. It's a gate. So there are different gateway methods that well, take, take you into that pace, and people yes. get people get hooked on the, their first gateway. Use often. Right. So I've got a question here for you from Facebook, which I think will be a question that a lot of people ask, which yeah. is um, from Siri Keenan. So even if we are observing some worries, for example, are we still meditating or do we need to remove all thoughts from our minds? Seems impossible. It is an error to think that meditation silences all thoughts. That is an error. It is a bad translation of the original concept. The original concept is that in meditation, your consciousness is like a, an ocean that's as big as the cosmos. And in this ocean that's as big as the cosmos, you are the host of a wonderful party. Your heart is open. Your eyes are soft and kind. Your arms are embracing. And in this space, there may be your mind thinking away. That's all right. You let it be. 
But the important thing is that you're watchful to it and bobbing along in oceanic consciousness. And it's an awful, awful mistranslation of what is sometimes called the void or the cosmic mind that it should be completely still. It's, it's, it's not completely still. It's like an ocean with moving waves and there are moving feelings and emotions and thoughts. So in answer to the lovely question for that woman on Facebook, no, it's fine. You can absolutely sit there. What you can do in med- meditation is you can multitask. <laughs> you can sit there witnessing and noticing, oh, look, there's my voice moaning on about that again. Or there's my voice thinking about that again. You know, it's just it's normal. The, the trick is to be witnessing it and having a kind perspective to it definitely not a judgmental i should be quiet type of attitude because that will just sabotage the um good feelings and the connection of meditation i hope that helps and and yeah thank you for that william um and what about i i'm pretty sure i i think i've i had you on my other show and i'm pretty sure i asked you this but i'm just going to ask you again what about my mother who says she meditates while she does the washing up If we say, what is meditation? Meditation, in essence, is uh, several little things that you can package together. One, your body is at ease. Two, you're watchful in a compassionate and kind way. Three, you're connected to spirit, to goddess, right? Now, if you can be at ease, mindful and compassionate and connected, that's it. That's it. And if you can be in that space while you're doing the washing up, great. Great. You can do it while you're walking. You know, there's a long tradition of walking meditation. It's a matter of, are are you awake in your mind and awareness and is your heart open and are you connected? Cool. Thank you. And I've got one more question, then we're going to talk about the workshop you're holding for anyone who wants to join us, because I can't wait. Um, It's from Diana Molina. What about group meditation? Is this distracting or useful if you're doing it physically in the same room with others? And we'll be doing meditation on Zoom, I suppose. So I'd love to hear about that as well. What do you think about that? I I I think a couple of things. I think, one, for people starting a practice, it can be very useful for them to have the support of being in a group. It's, it just sets up a rhythm that makes it easier for people <clears throat> to start a meditation practice. Second, as people who sit in groups will know, the atmosphere, the energy shifts when you're in a group. It's like there's a, an increased radiance that makes it easier for people to connect with God and Spirit and become centered and aligned. So it can be very useful the people to sit in groups. <clears throat> Third, if a group, for example, has a specific task, which might be, for example, to send healing to a particular place where there's suffering and um, disaster, then the group energy is more powerful than a single person's energy. That said, I wouldn't want group meditation to be a substitute for individuals being able to sit on their own and have a daily practice. Right, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about the fact that, William, you're going to be doing this meditation masterclass, 
It's a series of three events. Six. And, oh, six, is it? And it, anybody, it, can, anybody can take part. Yeah. Uh, from I think anywhere in the world, as long as you're willing to be online at the time, aren't you? That's so right. tell us what you learn. What, what comes in a William Bloom Meditation Masterclass? And what date does it start, actually? Oh, you know, because I'm in another room. I'm so rarely on a telephone, you know. That's all right. <laughs> I'll tell you what, if, if people go to williambloom1.com, they will that. see there on the homepage at the very top a link. It starts on Tuesday, the 20th of October yes, yes. at 7 p.m. London time. And it's six sessions. Not so good for the Aussies. Um, Not so good for the Aussies. This is true. I don't know what to say about that. 7 p.m. And then it's on Tuesdays and Fridays for three weeks. Yes. And each session will be between an hour and an hour and a half. And it will consist partly of meditation and partly of me explaining things. And there'll be enough time for some Q&A. The main thing I want to help people do is, one, understand which approach is best for them to go into that space of being at ease and centered and watchful and connected. Because as, as we talked about earlier, there are different approaches. I want no, them to know which, which... Yeah, gateways. I want them to know what are the different gateways into that space, how to deepen how good and beautiful that space feels, And then when you're in that space, the core state of meditation, which is at ease, connected, heart open, watchful, in that state, there are different practices. And I want to give people a taste of those practices so that they feel free to experiment and explore rather than just follow one particular teaching. Because I think people need a taste of the different aspects of meditation so that they can then guide their own particular growth path and their own development. And six-hour-long six sessions will give us enough time to do a, quite a clear introduction to all of that. And um, <clears throat> we will be doing... Sorry, what did you say? It sounds amazing. I can't wait. That's very lovely of you. I hope so. Yes. I mean, <clears throat> usually these events uh, feel very, very good and at the same time have some group wisdom emerges in them as well. So, okay, so for anybody who wants to join me in doing it and uh, learn from William, um, go to William Bloom, like Orlando Bloom, dare I say. Um, are you related, actually, when I think of it? No, but, but I'm, I'm, I'm so much better looking than he is, you know? <laughs> yeah, so williambloom.com. And, and um, you know, so much more money, so much more everything, you know? Exactly. And just a swashbuckling. I wish. Um, Yeah. Yeah, so there's a link on the front page. So, um, William, I do have another question for you, actually. Yes. One thing that I've been getting into a lot lately, and so have a lot of my, my sort of my Facebook friends, my readers and so on, has been chanting. And I'm always yeah. a bit confused, and we, we chant out loud, and I'm always confused. I mean, is that meditating as well? Like if you we, – we sit down and we chant for like a good 20 minutes. We've been doing one to the goddess Kali for the whole yeah. coronavirus situation. We did that for like more than 100 days, probably take it up again soon, had a little break over summer. 
Um, is that meditation or is that, or you're going to tell me if I'm at ease with my heart open and watchful meditation? Is that right? Yeah, I, I, I will say that. I'll also say something, exactly. You know, if the person who's doing it is fully conscious and awake and heart is open and they know what they're doing, yes, it's meditation. But maybe more important, and here's a question for you, when you had finished chanting, did you then just allow yourself to be in the silence after all the sound? Because that's magical. That's, that's so such magical. An such an interesting question because what happened was initially I would do it and I was using actually a, a guided a voice track um, from my Indian teacher who kind of recorded the mantra for us. And so, and then at the end of it, there'd be bells. And, I, and when I first started doing it, we were doing it on Zoom. We had, you know, up to 100 people at a time chanting. It was amazing. Um and initially I would say at the end of it to sort of let people know, I'd say just sit with the energy. And then after a while I, I realised that in saying that I almost broke the spell. So I would say at the beginning of the meditation, after it finishes, when you hear the bells, just sit with the energy because that was when you really felt yeah. it, you know, and I, just, and I didn't want to speak to kind of, you know, yeah. break it. So that's, yeah, that's, that, that's it. That's when you you've used the mantra as the gateway into the zone. It's, uh, it's the same in, for many people. Many people with yoga, you, you do your forty-five minute out or one-hour session, and then at the end of the session, you go into corpse pose or just lying on the floor, and then it's in those moments that people go, oh, oh, I'm at ease and I feel connected and my heart is open, you know. And I would then I would then say if you've got a group that's conscious of what it's doing and, and wants to do it, just stay silent for 20 minutes instead of the usual two minutes. Extend it to you know, 10, 15, 20 minutes and just allow people, there's a phrase we often use, it's soaking, allow people to soak in the atmosphere, to luxuriate in it, to fully absorb it. Yeah, no, that, yeah okay. I'm feeling inspired. Okay, so William... I don't know. You say you're not usually on the telephone. Are you on the computer? Where do people find you? We've established WilliamBloom.com. Anywhere William, else? WilliamBloom.com. That's the place to go. That's where everything is that I do. There's a lo there's loads of free stuff on it, loads of videos, loads of articles, and they're connected to some of the workshops. But um, yeah, there's loads of stuff there. WilliamBloom.com. Brilliant. All right. Well, William, thank you so much for coming on the show today. We've we've actually mm. come to the end of the first half of the show, so I will see you online. Yeah, thank you, and bl blessings to all the listeners. Thank you so much. You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Find out what's happening in the skies. Welcome back to Astrology with Yasmin. Hey, everybody.
everybody. Welcome back. Well, wasn't that amazing having William Bloom on the show? And it was so interesting as well, wasn't it? Because I'm all, I, you know, I'm like a bit crazy today as usual. I haven't, I actually haven't even done my meditation yet. So I'm all like, ah. And then William comes on and he's like, and the energy just shifted. And people were saying on Facebook, uh, you know, they were saying, um, like, I really love the sound of his voice or the sound of his voice is so soothing. I guess that's what happens when you are like the meditation king and you're just constantly in the zone. Um, I'd just like to sum up what William said, okay? So he said a couple of things. He said that meditation is a combination of love, consciousness and connection, Meditation is love, consciousness and connection. And uh, the way to meditate is to be at ease with your heart open and watchful. So there you go. Pretty amazing stuff. So let's. I'm going to take some calls in a minute. There's a couple of people waiting. If you are would like to wait, um, 816-251-3555, uh, 816-251-3555. But let's just talk a little bit before I go to the lines. Let's talk a little bit about the new moon. Now, it's happening this week. It's happening on the 17th of September. Uh, I think that's pretty much wherever you are in the world, actually, because it's taking place at midday UK time. Uh, so that means if you take off eight hours for LA, it's still going to be the 17th of September. And if you add eight hours for Sydney, it's still going to be the, um, the 17th of September. So September 17 is, uh, is the new moon this month. And let me just tell you, that is Thursday. Now, let me tell you about two things I'll be doing. The first is I'll be doing a free new moon intention setting uh, session. I was going to say workshop, but I do them every month. It's just to try and teach people about the power of new moon intention setting. So we are going to be doing that. I've actually put the thing on uh, my Facebook page. So if you go to Facebook, if you go to Yasmin Boland, Y-A-S-M-I-N-B-O-L-A-N-D, Yasmin Boland and then you go onto my page and then you find events you can register there for my new moon session which is going to be amazing because it's always amazing um, and not because I'm amazing but because setting new moon intentions is amazing and uh, and then the day after if you are Scorpio rising not if you're Scorpio not if you've got your moon in Scorpio Scorpio rising then I'm doing a special event the the um, new moon session is free the day after for Scorpio Rising. It is a paid event, uh, but it's not very expensive. It's like 20 pounds or something. It's it's not terribly expensive. And you get an hour and a half of really good stuff. We will uh, we will look at your chart. We will understand, come to understand how being Scorpio Rising affects the rest of your chart. We will make powerful new moon wishes, set intentions together. And we will um, also look at the astrology for the coming 12 months and how it's going to play out in your chart based on the fact that you are Scorpio rising, which basically tells an astrologer kind of everything they need to know, you know, to give you a really, really powerful, um, basic, uh, basic reading. Like I won't know where all your planets are because everyone's born on a different uh, day. But if I know your rising sign, then I know what rules your love zone and I know what rules your career zone, so I can tell you tons. So if you want to sign up for that, that 
is on moonmessages.com forward slash written, W-R-I-T-T-N, moonmessages.com forward slash written for written in the stars for Scorpio rising. So let's talk about this new moon in Virgo. And um, if you're thinking, well, why is it Scorpio rising if it's new moon in Virgo? It's because for, Vir- for Scorpio rising people, this new moon's taking place in their 11th house. And everybody has an 11th house. And on your chart, whatever sign rules your 11th house, that's your number one time for making new moon wishes. So we're doing it like that for now. We might change it in the future. But the new moon in Virgo is coming And one thing to say, just to kind of stay with the William Blue meditation theme that we've had on the show so far today, um, Virgo is very much a, um, what do you say, it's a sign of the alternative. Uh, And, in fact, you know, William Bloom is actually one of the, uh, founders of alternatives, which I mentioned is is probably the UK's foremost um, promoters, if you like, of uh, what we used to call alternative events. But of course, everything's gone mainstream. Like they, as I mentioned before, they have Gabby Bernstein over. They have William Bloom, who's the number one meditation teacher in the UK. They have Deepak Chopra. They have Marianne Williamson. They have Julia Cameron. <coughs> Sometimes they even have me. And. Uh, So, yeah, so Virgo rules alternatives and rules organic food and meditation and Reiki and all that. So, in fact, if you're feeling inspired by William Bloom or just by life to start to meditate, then this is a really, really good new moon for you this Thursday to say, right, I am committing to having a proper spiritual practice like I am committing to meditating you know you might just say I'm going to commit to meditating once a week to start with I mean when I learned meditation the first teacher I had said you have to meditate um twice a day every day for 20 minutes if you want to like get the most out of it because her idea was that in the first meditation in the morning, you would deal with all the stuff from the day before and just kind of let it go. And then, of course, the day would bring its own challenges and then you meditate at the end of it uh, to, I don't know how it worked, actually. It doesn't make sense now what I'm saying. But basically it was twice a day. And I do not do that. I meditate once a day uh, and sometimes I chant. Since I did William Bloom's um, workshop last year, I've changed the way I meditate. Um, I did it the same way for 20 years and now I sometimes I'll chant, sometimes I'll chant out loud, sometimes I'll chant quietly, sometimes I'll, you know, all the sorts of things that you will learn if you do his masterclass with me. Um, but the new moon in Virgo this week is the time to do it, okay? So consider that as we move towards the new moon. Make sure you make a list of your new moon wishes as well because Virgo loves a list, okay? The other thing that's going on, um, there are two other things to mention with the new moon and then I really will take a call, but there's two other things to mention, okay? First of all, Virgo is ruled by the planet of communications, Mercury, and just, I think it's just before, now I can't remember, it's just before or just after, I think it might be just before the new moon, we get a Mercury-Jupiter clash. Now, the good news is that basically Jupiter always brings good stuff. So even though it's a clash, it's basically it could be saying too much, it could be uh, high sky-high expectations, it could be um, 
making too many commitments, something like that, there's a possibility that there's going to be a bit of too much. But overall, it's actually going to be um, a really good new moon because it's going to have that flavour. And that flavour is what we all need right now. It's basically Jupiter is positive and Mercury is thoughts amongst other things. And, you know, if we can all start to shift our mindset to what I actually read an article yesterday when they're talking about the serendipity mindset, which is basically expecting the best. If we can start to shift to a serendipity mindset, this is the week to really say, you know what, I am going to move to a serendipity mindset. I love the idea of the serendipity mindset. Um, And the other thing is that the new moon in Virgo this week is making a harmonious connection to uh, Saturn the planet of organisation and logic and lessons. And Saturn is about to change signs, okay? Saturn is about to change signs and move from um, Capricorn, where it's been for about the last two or so years, into the sign of Aquarius. Now, that's going to mean something big and different for everyone, and I will address that when we get to it, Um, or maybe a bit before to give you a heads up. But don't worry about that for right now. What you need to worry about for right now is the fact that this new moon is making a harmonious aspect to um, Saturn and it's really going to help us to process all that we've learned in the last two years. So if you think back to 2018, uh, in fact, when did Saturn move into uh, Capricorn? It might even have been 2017. I'm just looking up on my computer, Saturn in Capricorn dates, excuse me. Yeah, so from December 19, 2017, that's when Saturn moved into Capricorn, so the end of 2017, so all of 2018, all of 2019, and then pretty much all of 2020, but it's gone backwards and forwards and there's been retrogrades and so on, obviously. Um, What have you learned? What's been your biggest lesson? Let's say, to keep it simple, for 2018 and 2019 and now 2020, what have your biggest lessons have been? That's what you can really process under this Virgo new moon, okay? I'll talk more about that when we get to um, doing my various sessions that I'm going to be doing. All right, so let me see who is on the line who might like to have a bit of a chat. Uh, and if you want to call in, it's 816-251-3555, So let's go to Satvinda, who appears to possibly be in the UK. Are you there, Satvinda? Hi there, Yasmin. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm ringing from the UK. Oh, my goodness. You must. I hope your phone bill is not going to be too awful. I'm not trying not to think about it. Okay, so I've got your birth uh, date. Do you not know what time you were born? No, I was just told it's the morning. I mean, at a guess, it would be between 6.30 and 9am, but I really don't know and there's nobody I can ask. Ah, Okay, all right. So we'll do what we can, Satvinda, especially since you're calling from England and your phone bill will be sky high. Do tell me, what is your question? So you're a Scorpio for sure. Um, Yes. In fact, you're a quadruple Scorpio or a triple Scorpio, depending on your time of birth. You almost certainly have, no, you definitely have an Aquarius moon. We know that. If you were born in the morning, you've definitely got an Aquarius moon. 
But what would you like to know today? And I'll just say when you don't know your time of birth, it's a little bit trickier. But what do you want to know? What can I tell you? What do you need to have answered? Oh, Satvinda, have we lost you? Oh, no. Okay, you know what, Satvinda? I'm going to do a little... Um, I'm going to do a little mini, I'm going to do a card. Oh, she's back. Tadvinda, hello? Hi. Yes, hello there. Hello. So what is your question? My question is, I'm um, sort of, that last question you said, how to process everything that's happened in the last two and a half years. Okay. I feel stuck, I feel stuck in the career side of things, in the love life side of things, and it's about, how do I move on with what I have learnt over the last two and a half years? And may I ask you what you've learned? Um, to let go. Um, okay. For example, it's not all. It's not um, all about the job. It's okay. And what do you do, Sadlina? Um, I, I, I worked um, in the public sector. In the public sector. Right. I don't know what that means. <laughs> what does that mean? A uh, government, a government body. Oh, government stuff. Okay. All right. Okie dokie. Well, thank you for that. Um, so, looking at your chart without a time of birth, as I said, it's quite challenging to tell you anything too specific about love life or um, career. But what I can tell you is, regardless of when you were born, uh, like what time. You actually, because you're a Scorpio and you're a middle a middle period Scorpio, like you're born in the middle of the Scorpio period, basically what's happening for you is you've had the planet of chaos and sudden change and sudden reversals going opposite your, uh, first of all, your Mercury and now headed towards your sun, so your S-U-N. So basically between now and 2022, you have some pretty – amazing but possibly slight slightly discombobulating uh and um not really confusing that's more of a neptune word it's more of a it's the energy you know of a roller coaster when you're rumbling along the thing and it's going up thing and then all of a sudden you're going down and you're hanging on for dear life and all that you've kind of got a lot of that energy in your chart and the thing for you to do during that time is to really literally make this your motto Go with the flow. That's the number one thing you can do for yourself at this point because you really have this energy to contend with. So does does that help at all? That, that explains a lot. I'm, I'm just I mean, worried now that I've been through that chaotic roller coaster period already, so it's going to continue. Well, it is continuing a bit longer, but it will be much less painless, painful if you can just go with the flow. Um, okay. And uh, and and also just to be really aware that changes that are happening are happening because they need to happen, but also be aware that you are a triple or quadruple Scorpio because you've got your Sun, Mercury, and Neptune, and possibly your rising sign depending on your exact time of birth. I put seven a.m. in, and that gives you Scorpio rising. Um, you are a quadruple or triple Scorpio, and as a result. Um, you're fixed, very fixed, 
So you're not going to deal with changes as easily as someone who's, you know, got lots of mutable uh, energy, like someone who's really a quadruple Piscean or Gemini or something. So you are fixed, which is good, and it means you're you go the distance and all that, but you're a bit stubborn and you might dig your heels in and change isn't going to come easily to you. So this is a really big life lesson for you, basically. Whatever it is that you're letting go of, a job, a relationship, try and let it go. Oh, oh, and I've drawn you a card and I'm so happy to tell you what it is because I think you want some good news for your love life, don't you? Yes. Well, you got the new moon in Libra card and new romantic cycle begins. Okay, thank you. So there is romance coming. And it's hard for me to tell you when because, again, I don't have your time of birth, but overall your love life's looking up. Okay. All right? Great. Well, thank you for calling in. Lovely, lovely, lovely to speak to you. Um, let me see. I might be able to take another call. Uh I think we've got time, we do. So let's go to Bonnie, uh, who's in, um, well, was born in Texas. Where are you now, Bonnie? I'm living in Oregon. Oh, my goodness, you're on fire. Well, luckily I'm not. I'm on the Oregon coast and we've done pretty well, but, yeah, it's been a rough time around the area. Oh, my God, the photos have been unbelievable. Yeah, Are you getting all the, all the smoke and the ash and the orange? I'm hoping, we, I'm hoping we get a lot of rain around here this week. We're supposed to have some rain tomorrow. So, yeah, I'm praying for that and for things to get better for everyone. Is somebody um, – are people organising, like, rain charts or something? I'm pretty sure there's a chart you can do. Uh, you know, you need to kind of get um, – I'm just looking at this. I think that just give me one second. Um, I, yeah, there's a there's a Vedic god called Varuna, Varuna, V-A-R-U-N-A, and um, Varuna is the god of water. And uh, you need to get some people chanting over there. So I'm doing a, a Varuna chant. Anyway, I know that what's going on in Oregon right now is horrendous and we send lots and lots and lots of love and the photos have moved everybody around the world. Um, but let's talk about you, Bonnie. What can we do for you today? Okay. Um, I would just be interested uh, to hear anything you have to say about my chart for like this year and, and next year. I'm working on some changes to create more money in my life and, you know, they haven't actually happened yet. So there's you know, just when I'm in that process of a lot of change. And um, anyway, so I just would be interested, not just about my work, but I was, I'm interested to hear maybe whatever you might see in my chart. Okay. So what have you done to create more cash? Well, I've been a songwriter for years and I'm pitching my songs for film and things like that. And I'm also creating a new business, writing custom love songs for couples. Oh, wow, I'm custom the, love I'm songs. What a beautiful business. I'm working on a website for that. I have some samples up on bandcamp.com. Um, bandcamp.com. 
look for Bonnie. And yeah. you, you're right. Oh, love song. That's amazing. Okay, let me just tell you here and now, Bonnie. So um, you have, so you are a Cancerian with uh, Mercury and the Sun in Cancer. You're also quite Leo. You've got um, Uranus, Mars and the North Node in Leo and you are Virgo rising. So the new moon taking place on Thursday will take place in your first house. So if you can possibly launch your website on Thursday, that be or friday that would or even the two weeks afterwards that would be absolutely ideal because um basically it's like relaunching yourself out into the world um now so when it comes to money uh i have to tell you mars is retrograde in aries right now so it could be you feel like there are some delays when it comes to getting the money that you're owed um, but don't give up because it, it, you know, that'll that cycle will end eventually. It can also be a good time to get money that you were owed before. Um, but one thing that, or two things that are jumping out at me. One is maybe look at doing some songs which are somehow healing, you know, or maybe you market your custom songs for couples to couples who've broken up and gone and got back together again, reconciliation songs or songs for making up after an argument or, I don't know, anything that's going to be healing uh, could really work for you financially right now. Um, and also, if you want to do a little ritual, then um, October 16 is the new moon, the annual new moon in your money zone. So it will be a really, really good time to be making sure you do some kind of ritual around money then, even if you just want to join me on Facebook, um, which I do it every month, and, you know, just take part and just set your intentions and so on because that's your new moon to do with money. So does any of that make any sense? Well, I was a little confused when you first started talking. So you know my birthday is October 25th and I'm Scorpio. No, all wrong. Oh yeah, no, was, I've been it given wasn't really resonating. I've so I'm October twenty fifth. Um, so I wasn't really resonating with what you were saying. Oh, good. Well, I'm glad you're not because it wasn't. I was given the twenty fifth of June for some reason. Oh, okay. So let's go again. So you're a triple Scorpio. All right. Well, okay. none of that will have made any sense. Um, let me just quickly. Okay, so you're a triple Scorpio with Sagittarius rising and a and a Taurus moon. Let me just quickly give you, oh, my goodness. Okay, there's so much a different story for you when it comes to money. Forget about writing healing love songs. You don't have to do that. In okay. fact, all the big energies for the past, say, two, three, four years have been in your money zone. So what you're actually going to find is that now as – um as this cycle ends hard work will pay off so if you've been working hard you are going to start to get some of the rewards um you are going through your saturn return as well right now your second saturn return so you need to uh make sure you're being realistic be really methodical be really systematic about uh about money you have really good money stars um but it you have to do the work and you have to get rid of expenses that don't count and you have to be prepared to transform the way um way you earn but you actually have a chart where you can earn money you just have to work pretty hard for it that's the only thing okay well that does that make more sense does that resonate a bit more? 
Okay, well, I appreciate all the um, information, and that sounds good. Does that make a bit more sense now that I've actually got yes. your proper birthday? Yes, I'm sorry about the confusion at the beginning. So that that sounds really good. I appreciate it. Before you go, Bonnie, one more thing. So, in fact, for you, the new moon this week, which is taking place on Thursday around 10 a.m. Texas time, I don't know what time that will be where you are in Oregon, but um, Texas time, Thursday around 10 a.m., that is actually the new moon in your career zone. So um, it's a really good time for you to be relaunching your career or to be making some wishes Join me on the Facebook Live. Make some wishes around what you want to achieve professionally. Uh, it's your once-a-year new moon in your career zone. So it's actually just as apt in a funny way. Oh, that sounds really good. Thank you. All right. Well, I, I and remind us where we can hear your music. Is it bandcamp.com? Yes, and my name's Bonnie. I think if you put in Bonnie and custom love songs, it'll pop up. Bonnie, custom love songs on uh, bandcamp.com. Okay, brilliant. Well, thank you. Sorry about that. Um, giving oh, you. I'm glad it didn't resonate. If you'd have gone, oh, yes, all that makes complete sense. Oh, and by the way, you've got my birth date wrong. That would have been a bit upsetting, actually. Well, I do appreciate you going back and, and looking again. Thank you so much for your time and the okay. information. Have a beautiful day. Thank you. You too. All right, well, that about wraps the show up. That was a bit of a Mercury retrograde moment you have when Mercury isn't retrograde. Um, I'm going to finish with a card for everybody who's watching. I've got like, I've got like four seconds. Oh, gosh, not this one again. Don't let pride get in your way. I'll see you next week, guys. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Sometimes you feel so alone and overwhelmed, you don't know where to turn. These days, it seems like there is no end to our problems. We invite you to connect with Silent Unity, the 24-hour prayer ministry where someone is waiting to pray with you right now. Since 1890, Silent Unity has always been there. No judgment or dogma, just someone affirming the best for you. Call 816-969-2000 today. You can also connect online at unityprayervigil.org.